and welcome to the Homebrew Magic Podcast. My name is Nelson, and with me today is just Schnell. Yes. Yes. How are you doing today? Good. I'm awake. I'm alive. I'm doing nah, things. That's, that's always a good way to be uh, going through your day. <laughs> uh, last week with the uh, the Arctic blast that uh, oh my god us us Wisconsinites got hit with it was it was it was wicked wicked cold. Oh god, that yeah, that was. I don't even know how I'm supposed to be talking as Wisconsinite, but anyway. Uh, no, I mean that was like a was a was Wisconsinite right there. Wisconsinite, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was cold. My uh, neither of my cars would start. <laughs> Uh, my furnace, oh, for two. <laughs> my furnace went out and uh, froze solid, and had to have a uh, tech come out and take a look at it. And he ended up using my heat gun to help. <laughs> He's just like, well, yeah, uh, I got, I got any tool that you need. Just let me know what you need help with, and I'll, we'll get this thing working. Yeah, you definitely got the short end of the stick on that one. Um, yeah. Our, our furnace, our furnace went out last year on the coldest weekend. But uh, not, not this year when it was fucking sixty below with a wind chill. <laughs> yeah, my entire plan. And like going into it, uh, Tuesday was like the calm before the you know storm. Literally, uh, <laughs> I knew it was going to be super, super bad. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to stay home. I'm going to assemble the 40k models that Games Workshop sent me as a demo set, and I'm going to play Arena all day and just grind for coins and grind for like the commons and uncommons I need for wildcard stuff. And when it got to the point where I could, I could see my breath in my house. All of my magic plans fell apart. <laughs> It didn't get that bad last year when our furnace went out. I think we we dipped down to like forty eight, I think, but we weren't seeing our breath. But oh my god, it was it was bad. And then the the worst part is after all that, you have to sit there and wait for your house to heat back up. So it's like, hey, my furnace works, but I'm going to sit here for three hours. It took it like my goddamn house. Oh, it took like twelve hours before our house caught up. But oh man. But I did manage to, uh, after that happened, I managed to get one of my arena decks constructed in paper form. So, Oh, that's it, awesome. At least the it worked week, out well. The week wasn't completely wasted for me, but I'll go into that detail in just a minute. What, how was your week in Magic? Uh, hey, my week in Magic was, it had ups and it had downs. So uh, I decided on Saturday this past weekend that I was going to go find somewhere to play Commander. There was a... a a local game store. I'm not going to name any names. Um, you know, you'll understand why shortly. <laughs> uh, that was running. Um, I don't want to say a commander league because it wasn't for points, but like basically, it's, hey, on Saturday we're going to run commander. Come from noon to six. You know, um, you can get promos. You can get some prizes. They they weren't calling it a league, but it was basically league light, I suppose. Um, so I went down there, and I noticed on the Facebook post that it was also their grand opening weekend. So they were they moved from one location to another the night before, and I got there, and you could barely walk through the store. It was it was insane. Um, and I went to the counter, and there was probably five or six people you know was working it, the counter. Was it crowded or messy? Both. Okay. You could tell it was thrown together as quickly as possible. (laughs) Yeah. uh, And that they were just like, all right, we just have to get shit somewhere so we can open the doors, right? Yeah. Um, So I understand how crazy that is. Trying to do that in a night, I I can't imagine. Uh, But anyway, there's five or six people working the counter, and I finally got up, and I told the guy, like, hey, you know, I'm here to sign up for Commander. Gave him my DCI number, you know, um, whatever. And that was it. He's just like, okay, cool. And that was it. So I was like, okay, uh, I guess I'm going to go find the play area then. And I walked over to where all the tables were. And there was 
a few board games being played, a ton of, of um, minis being played, different mini mini games that I don't even know what they were. There was some Warhammer and then a bunch of shit I don't even know. I was kind of surprised there was no Fallout. A little sad there was no Fallout. but um, Fallout, Fallout's still relatively new, and uh, the company making it, it seems like they're falling behind with demand. It's one of those issues Ooh, where it's good. like their success, their success is hindering them. Uh, yeah, because too much, too fast, yeah. too soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I went over there and there was not a single employee anywhere. There was a ton of tables and not a single seat open. And there was one table with four Magic players at it, and nobody. You know, I was kind of standing there. You know, said hi, introduced myself, and that was about it. Nobody, nobody said a thing afterwards there was nobody trying to organize the people who were there for commander i mean there were people standing around wondering like where am i supposed to be what am i going to do so i think what this so it wasn't did, just you no no okay um it was at first and that really <laughs> pissed me off because i was like seriously like you know you should be welcoming to your new players especially when you sign up at the desk and you say they say have you ever played at this store before and you say no i have not you would think they would kind of <laughs> help you a bit, you know. Um, See, and that's as as a game store manager and owner. That's always a uh, tricky situation for me because I always have to do that awkward. Do I recognize this person? And how like how welcoming do I be? Because I usually assume everyone is new, and then they're like, "Oh, I've been here before." Because I'll give my like NPC speech, like, "Oh, welcome to the store. I do this, that, and the other thing." And these are yeah, things. right. You. Yeah, yeah, I I always feel bad, but like going in the opposite direction, I would I would hate to just ignore like you just a err on the side like of caution. That. Oh know? yeah, it's just like hey, I'll make a jackass of myself by being overly welcoming to you, new person. Oh, I've right. been here before because oh, I'm okay. I'm looking at it now and I'm like, wow, I really don't want to play there anymore because like I I totally get that play play groups can get really close knit and everybody yeah. everybody was in the middle of a game already so like i i get it you know they're all playing whatever but like it just really rubbed me the wrong way that there were that many employees on hand and just no organization as far as i mean these were scheduled events that they were running yeah that you were getting promos and stuff for and i i you know it was like a four dollar entry fee whatever i did that i, I paid that I, I bought a couple packs and then it was uh you know, never got my promo, never got anything, and it's just like I don't even want to come oh, back, wow. go back there and play anymore. Yeah. Um. So I I left. I just I picked, I grabbed my stuff, threw it back in my backpack, and I just left. I actually ended up not playing, so that sucked. But on the flip side, um, one of the packs of Allegiance I picked up had a foil hallowed fountain and a seraph of the scales in it. So I at least there got my go. four dollars back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. And then other than that, I've just been, you know, playing on arena at night after work um, when I can. I've been having a lot of fun uh, since Allegiance was released and put out running a Gates deck. So <laughs> it's kind of, it's very obviously archetypal. So I'm assuming my build is very similar to what else you'll see out there. Um, but just a quick rundown, I run four Shimmer of Possibilities for card draw. And then also kind of card stacking, because if there's stuff I don't need, I want to be able to throw it on the bottom of my deck. Oh, yeah. Um, Girl Shimmer Spiral. is such a good card. Yeah, four Girl Spiral <laughs> to lay extra land and uh, draw cards. Four Guild Summit, more card draw. 
Um, four Gates Ablaze to board wipe. Four Gatebreaker Ram for obvious reasons. Uh, four Circuitous Root, again, for obvious reasons. Ramp and card draw. Uh, two Archway Angel for life gain and some evasion. Four Gate Colossus. Um, it's always fun to drop four Colossi. of them on the board at... Yes, true. <laughs> uh, it's always fun to drop four of them uh, when you've got enough gates on the board that they're zero mana cost, and then you're. <laughs> yeah. I love that because there's always there's the one opponent who just gives you the nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, um, and I that's and Tej differs on this, but I I leave the uh, communicate oh, the emotes. The emotes yeah, yeah, I, yeah I leave those on because. Yep. I, I will absolutely appreciate when I do something cool in game and I get the nice. Yeah, exactly. And I, I like to do it to other players as well. Like, hey, like, wow, nice play. You yeah. know, and like, you know, I get that some people can be salty with that stuff and the good games, but normally when I'm doing it, it's, you know, genuine. Legitimate. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I run two expansion explosions, two hydroid crassus. One island, one forest. <laughs> um, one Azorius Guildgate, four Izzet Guildgates, two Steam Vents, four Gruel Guildgate, two Stomping Ground, one Selesnia Guildgate, three Breeding Pool, four Simic Guildgate, and three Gateway Plaza. So obviously this is very land-heavy, but it needs to be. Is Gateway Plaza the uh, come-into-play gain three life if you control? No, or is that the not. one that you pay for? It's the it's the pay for. Okay, um, the yep. garbage one. Replace that as soon as you can. Yeah, I know. Uh, I didn't have the <laughs> wild cards available because I needed to use them for other stuff like the rare lands and. Um, yeah, I suppose. You know, wait. I, what, what are the rare lands? Because uh, running pools, mostly gates, breeding pools, and stomping grounds. Oh, okay. I've got like I I I've gotten I think one of each of them now at oh, okay. this point. And is, I just started cracking packs for wild cards, so if I need a better mana base, I can fix my deck, but I don't is need that to Is that life right gain gate an uncommon or a rare? That's a rare. Okay, that's what I thought. But it, um, it comes into play untapped, taps for a colorless. Uh, if you control, I believe, two gates, you gain three life, and then you can also tap it to produce mana equal, uh, from any gate that you currently have. Okay, because that was my... I couldn't remember exactly what that was. I knew you did... I knew you could generate colorless mana, but... Um, the the gateway plaza the comes into play tap tap one for it um that's just tap for any mana of any color yeah it's it's easier on its own but it takes so much more effort to get it out it's uh, really pla- annoying i should pla- i should plaza really those. plaza of harmony that's is it, the uh, the rare one yes i'm actually gonna uh swap those in tonight when we're there done recording go. and uh, give it a shot thanks for the tip uh <laughs> that's my week in magic what about you um let's see uh we'll work backwards i played in a six-man pauper tournament tonight i ran mono green stompy because somebody was uh, one of the newer guys in the store was borrowing my affinity deck he didn't end up doing very well with it but we had a weird um like four-way tie at one point because after round one with six people uh, I lost ground one against a Tron deck, which I haven't seen the Tron build in Popper yet, or haven't played against it anyway, so it was kind of fun. Uh, except I kept drawing lands, and my mono green deck in Popper only needs two forests to win the game. When I draw five or six of them in, in a game, I'm going to lose every time, and I lost two out of three, so that kind of sucked. But game two, I was paired, uh, I got the up pair, and I beat the guy. So that created a weird situation. And then the next round, there was, because there was a down pair like every round, the down pair player kept winning against the person with a better record. 
Really? For the subs- yeah, so both huh. both rounds it happened, so it came down to like, okay, well there was one undefeated and then everyone else was tied for points and <laughs> just based on uh opponents wins, but I I do like the mono green deck a lot. It is super easy to play and you just don't want to draw lands. And I learned a few tricks uh running it tonight that I hadn't figured out previously, especially with um that one elf you can bounce a land to your hand to untap something. And then you can replay your land for the landfall triggers off of is it vines of vastwood, uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. One of the one of the ramp or one of the buff cards is a landfall trigger. But beyond that, just being able to untap a guy and untap a land effectively by replaying it, I gave my two uh, one regenerative snake that had a rancor on it. I could swing, have the mana open to regenerate it when they uh, chump locked hit through with trample damage, bounce the land to my hand, replay the land. When I bounce the land, it activates the uh, untapped target creature you control ability, and then I replay the land and have it open, so I've got the blocker and the uh, mana to regenerate again on the uh, crackback. So. Oh, that's a nice little uh, combo yeah. going. Oh yeah, that was that was a blast. Um, I built a version of my mono red deck from Arena in real life and started playing it against uh, people who can say more than five things to me, and that's been, <laughs> <laughs> that's been fantastic, but I... But I still get it's just a lot of year go, year go. <laughs> God turn. damn it! Nice, yeah, nice. Hello, hello. Your go, your go, your go, your go, your. Those spammers, just, man. Oh my god, yeah. Then then I turn it off and yeah, or right. I spam right back. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Popper. I don't get to play a whole lot, but I I try to have any deck or any format that I play. I try to have at least two decks in. So I've got Affinity and Mono Green Stompy and Popper. And I always can loan one of those out and play it, uh, play if you know need be. And since we only had five other people, I made an even six and had fun with that. Uh, built my arena deck IRL in, in ancient paper, so that was kind of fun to run. That's cool. F and M Modern. Uh, we had I believe 14, 14 players for Modern last Friday, and it was one of those situations again. We had. An odd number. So if there's an odd number, I, even though I'm running the shop, I try to jump in just to make it an even number so that nobody sits there with a buy. Because I look at it if if they have the buy, they're just going to stand up and you know hang out with me anyway, so we might as well be playing Magic for, for F&M points. And I ran my blue-black mill deck, which is my baby, my pride and joy. I went undefeated until the very last round where I played against this jerk with a mono-red deck. And it was Tej, who also went undefeated, and ended up beating me. Oh God, so easily! It's such a bad ma- matchup. His mono red burn deck. I was gonna it's say, not, is it's, it's not even burn. Burny? It's not actually. It's not even burn. It's just super aggro red. Uh, both games, it was turn one goblin guide swing for two, and it was just like, oh, okay, I'm getting that card next. Oh, he's hitting me again. Oh, okay. Uh, do you want to mill like 40 cards and then I'm dead? So I guess. <laughs> well, because I main board, I main board archive traps because every other modern matchup, people are, you know, fetching for whatever shock land they need or whatever, and then I can just hit them for 13 at a time. Or I have, st- I have uh, ghost quarters in there, so I can pop their non-basic lands, give them the option to search for it, and then hit them with the archive trap. Or I love, after I do it in game one, I'll use ghost quarter and I'll crack their land, and then they don't search for it, and the bluff works because I don't always have <laughs> archive trap. So that's 
that was a that was a fun week of modern and i i i didn't want to drop after i won the first two rounds and then usually what happens is i'll play and if when another player drops i'll drop so there's always the even number yeah keep the numbers consistent but the issue with that is i mess up people's tiebreakers when i do well and then i drop so i'm like you know what i'll play it out Whatever place I get, I just skip me when awarding prizes. So Tej was first, and then whoever was in third got the second place prize, and so on. So sure, try to make it try to make it even fair, nice. even and fair, I should say. But How yeah, many rounds was, did you guys do? Three rounds, four rounds? Uh, it was four for the number of people we had. We just did four straight rounds. Nice, nice. Well, cool. Yeah. Um, anything else, or you want to dive right into this? Uh, let's talk about them commanders. Let's do that. So uh, I guess I didn't mention this earlier. It, I did say it's just the two of us, but uh, no teach tonight. Um, so this is going to be a bit of a shorter episode because you're stuck with two opinions instead of three. <laughs> um, we're going. We're talking about commanders. I uh, was going through the old face page, and ev- it seems like every time there's a magic group that uh, I'm a member of, it's people asking about Hey, hive mind. Which uh, don't even get me started. Yeah, on that. that's such an. Um, <laughs> hey, hive mind. What's uh, a group think? Like, yeah, no, exactly. No, just ask the damn question. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's hey, I'm gonna build Krenko. What are some auto includes and must haves here? That like every fucking question <laughs> is Krenko, Nekusar, Atraxa. You know, I mean, Scion of the Ur Dragon. <laughs> another Atraxa Super Friends deck. My brain's gonna explode. So we decided that we were gonna go with uh, our top five commanders that aren't uh, that aren't mainstream, if you will. Um, they're not gonna necessarily be commanders that you're gonna see a lot of questions for um, on the internet. As far as you know, in your social groups, you might not see a bunch of you know, not every player at your commander table is going to be playing this guy um, at the same time or even on that night. Uh, so, so we just decided to pick five each, talk about those commanders, some cards we like with them, um, and then just hopefully kind of inspire some people maybe to uh, try a different build or try a different commander. Um, Chanel, why don't you go first? Who's who's your first commander on your list? Um, well, because I I play a lot of casual EDH. Yes, I I, I should. We should definitely uh, <laughs> preface this conversation with this is like a casual kitchen table homebrew. I will. <laughs> I will never. I will never build the one v one French commander, anything like that. I try not to be like. I'll. I'll build one or two of those decks just so that if somebody absolutely has to play competitive, you know, commander to feel complete. <laughs> yes, I'll do that. <laughs> I. I am still of the mindset that. EDH is a fun casual format where we are here to play the game and have fun with weird interactions or cards that you would not otherwise have a home for other than maybe a collection binder or a dusty box in your basement. Yeah, I want to I want to sit down and play a 2-hour game where there's shit that I'm like I forgot they even printed that card. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> not like, oh yeah, the last 4 people I played with ran that deck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, I'm gonna start off with a deck that I'm gonna I'm gonna update now that uh, now that Ravnica is back again because I built this one around the last time Ravnica was here, and this is my Turstani Selesnia's voice. This is just tokens and life gain galore. Um, I've got I've got some expensive cards in here. I have a foil Sterling Grove, which I forgot I had, which I don't even know how stupid expensive that thing is now. Um, 
but other like goofy old school green white things uh and all this deck does like i've got doubling seasons <laughs> collective blessings just because i had a foil version of it creatures you control get plus three plus three when you are pumping out a half dozen tokens around and they're already like four fours and six sixes and eight eight tramples this deck just gains so much life i think i've uh without doubling my life total uh i've been in the thousands with just populating triggers wow and <laughs> yeah it's gotten <laughs> it's gotten absurd with just all the tokens hitting and my life total doesn't double but between parallel lives and doubling season and some of the other stuff in here i can get a ton of copies of just massive creatures that's cool that's fun yeah <laughs> or a mutation oh this card um it's an instant out of invasion it is one green one white destroy target enchantment put x one one green sapperling creature token creature tokens into play where x is the converted mana cost so if i pop your big enchantment and i've got doubling seasons and i've got parallel lives i'm getting four times its cmc in sapperlings <laughs> you're just pooping sapperlings <laughs> just pooping sapperlings <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this deck is one that I will I I'll pull out when I want to play a group game, and I know it's going to be like three or four people. And with a four drop commander being double green, double white, I can't just you know turn one soul ring into turn two commander. So it's start building the board, drop Tristani, and then just things get way out of hand unless somebody goes you know infinite to stop it. Embrace the growth of Tristani. So that is that is number one on my list. Nelson, what's number one on your? Well, I should say number five. I'll say because I started. I'll start at the bottom. Yeah. Um. I guess I didn't really necessarily rank mine, but I am gonna get this one out of the way just because I've been talking <laughs> about it uh, on the podcast the last couple episodes. It is my Grixis discard uh, deck run by none other than Nicol Bolas the Ravager. Uh, yeah. One of the things that I've always liked to do since I started playing Magic was force my opponent to discard cards. If you don't have cards, you can't play the game. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's pretty annoying. And more so now than, you know, back in, when I started playing 4th edition Ice Age time, now you can really punish people. Like, discard in itself is a punishment, but now you can really punish people for discarding with, with enchantments. So... I, I wanted to build a deck that wasn't necessarily overpowering, but was just kind of like annoying. My, my creatures and my board state in, in that regard are enough to make you, you know, you're not going to think about me. I've got a bunch of 2-2 two, two creatures, right? Some, yeah, they've got flying, but it's not as bad as the, the guy next to me with a, you know, 12-12 trample and, you know, some of this <laughs> yeah. other crazy stuff. So my, my thought behind it was, okay, I'm going to force people to pitch cards left and right. I also want cards that are going to make everybody else draw cards, you know. So um, let me see here. I'm looking at cards like uh, Prosperity, you know, um, Windfall. Everybody pitch their hands. Everybody pick cards back up. So now I'm I'm pinging you with things like Liliana's Caress, Megram, Painful Quandary, Quest for the Nile Stone, um, Raiders Wake. You know things like that. Yeah. And then there's yeah. other cool stuff that's that's out there, uh, like the Eldest Reborn. So oh cool. Well I'm gonna make you discard. I'm gonna make <laughs> yeah. you sacrifice a creature, a Planeswalker, and then and I'm gonna get the best thing back from your right. graveyard. Uh, I'm gonna steal something back now. So it's just yeah. a bunch of like uh, it's 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 shenanigans basically. Well, and I always forget Eldest Reborn hits Planeswalkers. Yep. 
both on the <laughs> sacrifice for uh, one lore and then for the reanimate on three lore. That's so good. Yep. Yep, it's and it's that's one of the reasons I absolutely love that card. Um, I think I have five or six copies of it, and I'm just gonna hang on to them all because it's just a sweet card. And there's other ways, other decks to build, um, you know, to slot that into. But um, you know, that's that's basically my thought behind that deck. That's why I wanted to build it. Uh, he he's he's running it because when he enters the battlefield each opponent discards a card so when i cast my commander you're pitching and if i've had enough time to build my mana base i can flip them right away and then use some some planeswalker stuff too uh depending how late game it is when i decide to uh throw him in the battlefield so just a just a lot of cool fun ways to annoy the shit out of your opponent um so so yeah that was i've talked about it before i wanted to talk about it again because it's a ton of fun to play i'm very happy with that build um that's 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 it for my first one. What do you got? What do you got next? Uh, next up, we are going to go to. <laughs> I, first off, I, I love the sleeves that I have this deck in. It is the Legion sleeves with the atomic cloud that just says "boom," and this is Brian Stoutarm, the four-four uh, giant warrior for four with life link. That you pay a red, tap, and sack a creature, and basically he's got he's fling on a stick. Um, I was actually talking about this deck with somebody today, and they're like, oh, do you run, like, this, that, and the other thing, where it's just, like, a bunch of, like, you know, 5-1 elemental things that you sacrifice right away, and I go, no. <laughs> my my build for it, I have a ton of equipment, stuff that'll stay on the, f- stay on the field, and then I run, like, Crimson Cobalts, or Memnite, or Flare Husk, oh, or just... <laughs> Uh, I do have a Rakamar in here, which is just reusable. Uh, Phyrexian Walker, stuff like that. Dirt cheap or free creatures that I can play, I can equip, I can start swinging with them right away if I need to, and then I can throw them once I'm done with them, and I just drop the next guy and make him even bigger with all the new equipment that I've uh, I've gotten out. I also <laughs> love... I do run a few old school things. I forgot Stoneforge Mystic is in this one. She helps, you know, obviously get me my uh, equipment that I need. But all of the, like, equipment tutors, uh, I have Sunglasses of Urza in this deck, which white mana in your mana pool can be used as either white mana or red mana. I It's the, the dumbest mana fixing card I think I've ever run, but it works in this deck so well. Uh, Flame Tongue Kavu is a classic, classic card that I have played since 250. Hell, I've played it since it was in Standard. And I love being able to play it, have it deal 4 damage, and then even if I don't equip it, throw them for another 4 damage. I like that. Yeah, so just goofy build with Brian Stoutarm. He works if if there's not a whole lot of people in the game, if it is you know one-on-one or a three-player game. He's a little quicker, just with the amount of uh, mana rocks and super cheap creatures, so he can get a decent board state out early, and he will draw aggro, but then he'll just kill you right away. <laughs> I like that. So yeah, that is that is my stout arm deck. I don't think my I've seen that hand. one in action yet. My strong hand deck. My strong hand. Um, my the next one on my list is uh it's a new one it's a newer commander uh but i've had a ton of fun every time i've played him uh that's lord Windgrace. uh i love his I, I love his character from the lore um to begin with i think he's just a cool character in the magic universe uh but i also just love 
I, I think his his planeswalking abilities are cool. I like to be able to um, discard a card and draw a card. Um, you know, and yeah, then cycling if, if it's a land, if it's a land that you pitch, you you get basically you get to draw two for pitching a land, right? So it helps you cycle fast. Um, you know, then you can return cards from your graveyard to your hand with his with his minus three, and then um, his minus eleven, you get to destroy up the six target uh, non land permanents, and then create cat warrior tokens so he's he's pretty cool in and of himself but i really like him because in you know m19 in in the core set this year we got some cool reprints insofar as crucible of worlds oh and yeah and scape shift scape shift so i was just gonna say both of those came back and fit beautifully in that deck um i'm also a big fan of the omnath locus of rage uh, his landfall ability is pretty awesome. So you know, I've, I've got a I've got a deck just around him, and he's he didn't make my list because uh, he's he's real good. So yeah, so like he's he's pretty popular. Uh, you know, he's kind of, it's kind of like the Gitrog monster, right? So I guess Lord oh, Windgrace yeah. is kind of it's it's that commander that automatically has the deck list available for him. That you know, you just have to go. Hey, hive mind, what do you got? And they right. go, oh yeah, every deck, every deck with him should have this, that. You know, exactly, you'll fill it out in no time. So, um, but I, I, I like him. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I like him with uh, Maltani, the Yavamaya's avatar from uh, Dominaria. So he's cool in there. The Corsair of Crufix, uh, I like in that deck as well, just because that's the um, play with the top card of your library revealed. Uh, you can play it if it's a land, and then whenever a land enters the battlefield, you gain a life. So he's just kind of, you know, he's got some great synergy in that deck. Do you uh, run Wayward Swordtooth? Um, no, I need to put him in there. I was going to say 5-5 five, five for 3. Can't attack, or, uh, can't attack or block unless you have the City's Blessing, but you can play an additional land each turn. Yes, I need, I need to put one of those in there. That's a good one. I also need to get... Uh, I haven't because I spent my money beefing up that uh, Grixix deck, but I need to get a copy of Oracle of Maldaya as well for that deck. I thought um, you were going to say Azusa, Lost But Seeking. I have one of her. She's in there. Ah, I, nice. I put her in there. I pulled one... M25? Uh, yeah, from one of the M25 boxes I bought from you. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I just I really love the idea behind land destruction. It's just a cool, different way to kind of play the game. Um, and and yeah, so no, Lord Windgrace, number two on my list. Um, who do you have next? Um, We're going to go with Rurik Thar the Unbowed. Uh, this guy, if you're unfamiliar, he's out of Dragon's Maze. Uh, he is a 6-6 ogre warrior for 6. Uh, 4, a red and a green. He has Vigilance and Reach. He attacks each turn if able. And whenever a player casts a non-creature spell, Rurik Thar deals 6 damage to that player. He is one of my favorites for when people when I know competitive players are playing a group game because the deck I have uh, like I run burgeoning I've run um, dryad arbors or well dryad arbor I should say faithless looting lots of lots of ramp and search stuff as well uh, mana vault I have a lot of mana vaults I should be proud of that uh, <laughs> sensei's divining top oh, I love that card Felwar I don't stone have one, but I want one uh vesuva this is also one of the uh one of like two commander decks that i actually have a dual land in my uh taiga is in this one. Oh, cool but this deck ramps into rurik thar and then a bunch of just big dumb fatties to keep him company but having him deal six damage to every player every time they do anything other than just put a creature on the board 
everyone gets real pissed off real quick. And with the amount of mana rocks and uh, ramp I have in here, I can just recast him over and over and over. And with him being a 6-6 Vigilance, it doesn't matter that he has to attack each turn if able. I'll just hit the guy who's, you know, building up his board state and be like, hey, nothing personal, just want to keep him alive. Yeah, keep You him take check. six. <laughs> and then somebody goes, okay, I'm going to finally kill that guy. Cool. Well, when you cast that spell, take another six. Right, exactly. God damn it. So, Rorik Thar is a fun just turn your turn your brain off. There's no combos. Get him out. Get, get wrecking things. Yeah, he's cool. I, I like him a lot, too. He is the not gruel, then die. <laughs> exactly. He, he, he embodies everything that is gruel. Yeah. Um, I've got Talran next, the Sky Ooh. Summoner. Talran Tal Sky Summoner. So I just, I, I saw him and token de- I was like, man, token decks, you know, a lot of people run token decks. They can be fun, but they can also, you can find yourself in big trouble, too, if you're depending too much on them. Uh, but he was just a guy that I looked at and I was like, you know, I kind of like it that, you know, blue is a spell-heavy color anyway, uh, and I kind of just want to poop out drakes as much as I can. Well, and, and I what what triggers the uh, two two drakes on him? Any uh, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell. Okay. So cards color color association here doesn't matter. Any instant or sorcery spell. Okay, uh, I didn't know if there this was is any a mono blue deck. But, so, well, and I like I like commanders like that that do double duty where it's. Your deck is doing one thing, and then the commander allows you to fill in the gaps where it's like, okay, it's not a creature-heavy deck. I'm just, you know, spell-slinging, but then he's putting out a board state for you. So you have blockers, you have aggro if you need it. Exactly. For everything you're doing, he's giving you... You're getting creatures for casting spells, you know? like yeah. So you're, you don't have to be constantly casting creatures. But one card I really like with him um, is Gilded Drake, but that's just because Gilded Drake is a cool card to begin with. Anyway, um, that that's the three three flying. That when it comes into play, you have to give it to an opponent, and you get a creature of their choice. So, uh, and it's it's only two land. Like that card's that's why that card is what fifty bucks, sixty bucks, whatever it is right now. Um, oh, I, don't, I don't even know. I haven't checked that one in a while. Yeah, it's it's up there. But I also like it. You know, obviously the the blue tricks, time warp, temporal mastery. You know, hey, I'm gonna take extra turns and poop out more drakes. Um, he's awesome with Urza's Incubator um, because you Urza's can... Incubator goes in every single deck that runs more than like two of the same creature type with me. Exactly, because not only then am I am I you know firing off Drakes every time I'm casting a spell, but then all the actual Drake creature spells I'm casting come out that much cheaper. Um, so I really like Urza's Incubator for that. Uh, then you've got you know obviously Door of Destinies. Um, for drakes coat of arms for drakes um you could go uh i don't have it in there but um what's the one i'm thinking of um vanquisher's banner uh you know oh, there's okay. tons of ways to pump them all up so yeah. and then all I the also, name it name a creature type right get good exactly and i i do have a ley line of anticipation just because i i love the ley lines i still have all of them from when i bought them when or not i shouldn't say <laughs> i should say when i cracked them when i don't say out, I, I have them, them from when i bought them yeah uh-huh. so does everybody with all magic cards right exactly um but it was just i that was kind of when i jumped back in and it's actually been kind of crazy to watch Leyline of the void and um Leyline oh yeah of sanctity those, just skyrocket in, in the price. the voids are like 50 bucks the yep. sanctities keep bouncing between 20 and 30 yep Yep. Um, anticipation, I think, sits right between like 12 and 15. Okay. Um, 
but yeah, no. So that's uh, that's Talrand. Just some fun token stuff that um, he's just not a, you know, like I said earlier, when people are talking about tokens, it's you, the Krenkos and you know um, decks like that. So I wanted something different for a token deck, and that was the uh, that was the road I took. I went with with Talrand. Um, what do you have next on your list? Uh, my second to last is kind of similar to the last one. Kind of aggro-y, all around the uh, commander hitting the board. Uh, it is Gashath, Sun's Avatar. You have seen this deck in action, so you can verify. It is an absurd amount of expensive mana rocks that let me cast an 8-drop by, like, turn 4. Uh, yeah, he... something like, uh, it's insane <laughs> to play against. Yeah, and then he hits the board and then just explodes with dinosaurs everywhere. And on top of that, because this deck was tribal and thematic, uh, the rest of the deck is board wipes because extinctions. And I thought that was funny. <laughs> so yeah, this deck, this deck is just super aggressive creatures. It's like a third aggressive creatures, uh, one third just ramping in. I've got my explorations and my burgeonings, and then day of judgments, wrath of gods, uh, pyroclasms. All the, you know, all the red and white board wiping that you can do in Magic. Oh, this deck is so much fun. And it's so simple. It, it's it, another just mindless, hey, in one-on-one, you better, you better be doing it really, really quick because my dinosaur is hungry and he brought all of his friends. Well, it's super deceiving, um, the speed of that deck, because you're playing against it and it's just like oh okay i'm playing against dinos you know like yeah there's a lot of ramp in edh but i should still get a few turns to kind of try and get out ahead of it before it gets crazy but you all of a sudden turn three you're like wait a minute what what just happened it's (laughs) it's super fast um it's a pain in the ass to play against but it's also very fun to play against because it makes you be a better player (laughs) yeah Dinosaurs puts you on your heels really, really fast, and either you you find a way to deal with Gashath repeatedly because he's going to keep coming back, right? Or you just you go extinct. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, what do you got? What do you like? So this one isn't complete yet. It's an idea that I had that I actually uh, brought up to you and Teach uh, a couple days ago. Was it yesterday? I don't know. No, yeah, from Friday maybe. Um, I am going to be building an If High Arcanist deck. Um, I was going through reading some articles about um, lore, basically, and I was reading about the Ice Age, and you know, uh, they were talking about the you know Ith's Maze and um, the uh, God, what's the um, Barl's Cage? You know that whole thing. Oh, is yeah. is Ith Barl? Is Barl Ith? Are they separate people? Nobody really knows because of the way the card was printed and then the way it was written in the books. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I'm, I'm making an Azorius deck. Um, I don't play a ton of control, so this is my first attempt to build anything that's, um, you know, relatively control-based. So I'm looking at things, obviously, that give me extra turns, like time stretch, but I'm also looking at things like detention sphere, land tax, propaganda, heuristic study, um... And then I'm trying to th- remember there was one other card that um, 
I couldn't read, and I had to ask you and Tiege for. <laughs> oh my god! What the heck was it? Because I read it too fast. I, t- oh, I Mysian, don't remember Mysian, what the it- mind cage. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah, um, mind. <laughs> I oh read it as god. all creatures get minus X minus zero, where X is the number of creature cards in your hand, but it's just cards in your hand. So I read too fast because you kept asking if we ha- if like, do, do I have, have to reveal the creatures specify. in your hand, or is your opponent just supposed to take your word for it? Like what the hell I'm are like, you talking? This about? card doesn't even work. Like it doesn't make sense. And then yeah, you and Tej were confused. And I think he even said, like, read the card, Nelson. And then I went and I read it, and I was like, I'm just an idiot. That's like, This card yeah. works perfectly fine. I'm a complete idiot. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, that's this is going to be my first attempt at uh, any kind of control. I wouldn't really call it stacks, more control, um, and just kind of grindy, I guess. So, so yeah, that is the fourth one on my list. We each have one more. Who is yep. uh, Who's your final? Uh, my, my last one is my favorite commander to play because several people would just go, wait, who is that? What does she do? (laughs) What? It is Thada Adele Acquisitor. She is from Worldwake. Nice. She's a two, two, two merfolk rogue with Island Walk for three mana, two blue and a colorless or a generic. Uh, whenever she deals combat damage to a player, search that player's library for an artifact card and exile it. Uh, then that player shuffles their library. Until the end of your turn, you may play that card. This is my deck that I have titled, I don't know, what are you guys playing? Because <laughs> because all it does is steal. It is my favorite group game deck to run because somebody always has blue in their deck. So it's always somebody has an island out, she can automatically swing at that person and take their soul ring take their yeah, uh, dark steel ingot, take any any mana rock that I need because the rest of the deck is all super expensive casting cost things that steal. <laughs> uh, bribery, Vidalcan Shackles, huh. Commandeer, Helm of Obedience, Curse of Echoes is fantastic. Helm of Obedience, yes. Uh, treachery, Conjurer's Closet because I have a few. Uh, I have a few effects that only steal temporarily, and Conjurer's Closet you can exile a creature you control and then return it to the battlefield under your control. So you, it doesn't return to its owner, and the effect that made it temporarily yours is now just permanently permanently yours. yours. <laughs> yeah, uh, I played a a three player game not too long ago. And I forget who the third opponent was, but somebody was running uh, like super aggressive uh, Scion of the Ur Dragon, and he like was talking smack the whole time just because he's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna fly over you with dragons and everything." And like five by five or six turns in, I had more of his dragons than he did. <laughs> <laughs> it was just wait, what? And I'm like, "Cool. Uh, can you play any more cool dragons? Why? Because I'd really like them. <laughs> Commandeer." <laughs> what? <laughs> or I or I drop the best card in all of Magic, Perplexing Chimera. Ooh. <laughs> Where it's just whenever they cast something, you can choose, hey, you can have the Chimera and you can use it later, but I get your spell now. Right. This is mine yeah. now. Yeah. It's that's fine. I'm not gonna cast anything really that you're gonna you're gonna have, but you're gonna give me your dragon. See, decks that aren't the same thing everybody's playing can be fun. <laughs> oh yeah, and they can Especially when people don't know how to react to, how do I stop my own deck from kicking my ass? 
Right, exactly. Now what do I do? I did not plan. Yeah. I did not plan for this. I have no answers <laughs> other than to not summon creatures or play spells or well. And there's so many anything. good like theft things in here. False demise. Uh, false demise. If enchanted creature is put into a graveyard, return that creature to play under your control as though it were just cast. Just throwing that out on somebody else's thing and waiting for somebody to play it is fantastic. Misdirection. Uh, target spell with a single target targets another instead. Messing with other people's effects throughout the game is what this deck does so, so well. Uh, there was a match where I, I played, I ramped into stolen goods. Target opponent exiles cards from his or her library until they get a non-land, and I get it. I get to cast it for free. The very first, like, it was like turn three, I think, that I cast this. I had a Blightsteel Colossus off somebody's deck jesus and the rest of the game what little there was was just everyone trying to deal with that thing or steal it for themselves <laughs> i thought you were so. gonna say it was just everybody complaining and pissing and moaning until it was oh gone. no 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 they can't complain about my deck because my deck is just whatever they brought to the table that's why i love <laughs> thada adele and i keep calling it thada adele rolling in the deep i <laughs> <laughs> what do you i don't know what are you playing <laughs> i don't know what are you guys playing? I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a good way to end it. Yeah, that's a good. That was a good number what? five right there. I yeah. like it. Out, out, outdo me with your with your number five. I can't because <laughs> it's uh, not nearly as awesome. And also, I guess this is a little more uh, in multiplayer format. Um, this okay. one can be a little more prevalent, but it is the first ever commander that I played commander with. And I was late to the Commander game. I didn't get into it until uh, a while after the Commander 2017 pre-con was released. So uh, the last one on my list is Edgar Markov. Um, okay. I know a lot of people shit on those guys for their Eminence abilities because Eminence is kind of unfair. <laughs> uh, just the fact <laughs> that your Commander is doing work from the command zone. And e Edgar is a little OP in that um, regard because yeah. he's just dumping vampire tokens. Um to be fair, he only does it when you remember your triggers. That's very true, too. <laughs> that is very true. And I'm the king of not remembering triggers, so uh, I don't run that deck very well sometimes. Um, no, so vampires are my favorite tribe. I've talked about this on the show before. I've always loved vampires. I love the, um, the plus one, plus one that you can get from so many things. Not just the artifacts that I mentioned earlier in the Talron deck, but things like Stromkirk uh, Captain or Legion Lieutenant, where they're just out there to buff everything, you know, on the table. Um, I I love I've loved since Innistrad came out. Bloodline Keeper has been one of my favorite vampires, so he's in there. Uh, he can just dump tokens for you too. Then he flips into Lord of Lineage and can really you know uh, wreck some stuff. I love. Um, I'll probably butcher this pronunciation here. Uh, Kalitas, Kalitas. I don't know how people pronounce it. Uh, Trader of Get. I, I oh, love. Yeah. I love that card. Gifted Etherborn um, is really cool. A two-three Death Touch Lifelink just for two black mana. Vampire Nocturnus um, is one of my favorite vampires ever created. Um, <laughs> and then that was uh, God. What was the card in the precon that is like way overpriced? Uh, Teferi's Protection. Like it's a cool card. Oh yeah, like, it like phases everything out. And all gives your you permanents are phased and, like, out. Yeah, exactly. You don't you don't exist for a turn or something. Yep. Basically, yep. so that one's really fun as long as you're the one playing it. Um, but again, say, you know, super super flavorful if you know the uh, 
Not the backstory true. with Teferi and uh, like the planar overlay and all that stuff. And Jesus, I can't believe I never thought about it that way before. That's true. That's no wonder it's in there. Uh, but then, like you know, Blade of the Blood Chief, uh, Sword of the Animist cards like that. Um, I just I love vampires, man. Uh, Soren Markov was the first ever planeswalker that I cracked, so I I like Soren Markov. I I just think he's a good card to begin with, uh, so I like to run him. But but yeah, vampires have always had a really special place in my heart because when I started playing the game. I loved Sanger Vampire. Uh, Kravikin Vampire was an Ice Age, and that art was really cool. I just, I just really loved it. And vampires have always stuck with me. Uh, I like to play a lot of black. That's my favorite color to play. Um, so, so yeah, Edgar Markov is is my number one. Maybe closer to mainstream than some of the other commanders that I uh, I listed, but you know. For all of the reasons listed above, he's kind of got a, a special place in my heart. So that's, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, he's he's touching. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> what I need to do at some point is kind of go back. I need to do a deep dive and pull out some crazy legends that you know I haven't thought of um, from from prior sets. You know, I, look in look in Mirage. You know, see what kind of legends were there, or uh, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So that's a. Uh, a topic for a different day i guess um but yeah no so that wraps up the commander list uh we've already decided that when you guys come back next week we um we are going to be giving you kind of a, a preview and our early thoughts on the ravnica legion skill kits that are coming out so oh yeah that'll be coming up next week teed should be back for that one unless he's still stuck at the bowling alley or whatever the hell he was doing <laughs> you um, know doing important wisconsin things <laughs> yeah you know probably having an old-fashioned or something at the bowling alley um but yeah that's it um Schnell, thank you for for hanging out with me thank you guys for listening make sure to uh check us out itunes google play stitcher uh iheart radio podbean we are now also on spotify due to the request of someone from instagram and we're pretty much we're pretty much everywhere you can't not you, find us now so. you kids and your internet and your internets um, you can you can find me on instant messenger <laughs> aol instant <laughs> messenger and msn instant messenger you can oh also God, find yeah. us at homebrew magic on instagram and facebook follow us there um drop us a line let us know how you're doing and uh we will see you guys in a week happy tapping uh oh god wait what was it don't drink uh, and scry don't until until <laughs> until next week don't drink and scry <laughs>